0: Greetings, comrades. Welcome to the Eastern Border. Well, um, COVID has taken its toll on me. Sorry. My voice, once again, sounds like a totally weird weird thing. And this is not even yet the, the full end of the year thing. But, uh, yeah. This is just the update on the news on some things that I find really important. Well it has been confirmed that the marinka are now is now under um, under russian control problem is marinka basically does not exist anymore i wouldn't call whatever that was actually you know existing because currently it's a total total Bit of 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 nothingness happening there, and um, and yeah, the Ukrainian forces have withdrawn, but it doesn't really seem that uh, much will uh, change from this. That's the only thing that could happen. The town is uh, completely destroyed, and saying that it's been captured by Ukrainian by Russian armies, inaccurate, <laughs> but that's. Uh, Still going to be something that'll plop up uh, soon enough, and that's mostly about uh, about the war. The thing is, haven't an easy thing to talk about because it's Aristovich. To be honest, I want to get to Aristovich because I've been watching him a lot. But first, I would like to um, I'd like to talk about something that really weirdly happened uh, recently in Russia. In our meanwhile, in Russia segment. Well, you know that on the front lines, things may be bad, but they're not as terrible as people like to portray them. See, the traditional values crusaders, what Russia calls traditional values crusaders, have found a new battle, and apparently it's all against nudity. And I'd like to add, what if what if they accidentally discover this uh, so-called oral sex, the most devious invention of um. Of, of all things European, as we learned last time. Anyhow, <laughs> there was a party. There was this scene at uh, Mutabor nightclub on Wednesday, December 20th, where a blogger and a TV presenter, Nastya Ilyeva, hosted a um, almost-naked party. <laughs> a ticket for the evening reportedly cost um, about a million rubles, which is about... Uh, well, uh, approximately 10000 Yeah, approximately $10,000, which is quite uh, quite a lot. And a lot of celebrities just um, plopped in there because the dress code was being almost naked. And we, um, well, rapper Vasio, or Nicola Vasilyev wore nothing but socks on his feet and penis, and everyone else wore, wore very transparent Kind of transparent suits and everything, and that went that went into full on insanity. A bunch of internet users uh, went all around talking about this. There were Im- there was immediate outrage from conservative activists and bandists and uh, of course Gurkin's buddies too. Now, uh, now Maxim Kalashnikov has now released a video stating that uh, working class men versus these degenerates and all that. whatnot and the representatives of the radical traditionalist groups like Sork-Sorkov, the People, and Federal Project for Security and Anti-Corruption. Well, everyone appealed to the Prosecutor General's office, apparently, and um, calling, called this almost Naked Party an immoral celebration of the dark arts, <laughs> and asked the authorities to investigate its organizers for propagating drug culture and um, the gay lifestyle. And yeah, although some um, although some have called for just administrative charges, others wanted a full-on criminal investigation. One of the recurring complaints is that the Vladi's festivities come at a time when Russia is busy invading Ukraine, and 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 how how can this be? It is uh, obviously horrible. You cannot uh, basically have a fun wars going on, and. Um, <clears throat> And apparently Russia is doing all this in, um, in defense of traditional values, about whom we learned last time, against the onslaught, onslaught of Western decadence and progressivism. Yes, this is again one of those very stupid things. The Mizul- head kind of safe internet league campaigned aggressively to purge Russian popular culture of drug references another other unho- unholy cravings. And her objections to dangerous content often lead to real consequences for the artists. So everything, everything possible everywhere. So on December twenty-first, Mizulian orders a boycott at a state level of the celebrities who attended this uh, mm. almost naked party. I mean, it was just too much for her. Just, just, just too insane. And uh, she said, "Quote." our soldiers at the front definitely are not fighting for this these raves are like firing a bullet into the foot of the entire police entire policy uh, policy implemented by the state uh, because because obviously but why not uh, and it's it's not even not even all this stuff uh, everyone just blamed all sorts of um they were also blaming blaming of of all sorts of things that this this could uh, just somehow do more gay lifestyle things and everything, and this was just yeah this is just gonna go this is just going insane, and this went down to the Russia's Federal Censor Office, who claimed to find LGBT propaganda and photos from this uh, almost naked party. Lawmaker Alexander Hinstein reported on Friday that uh, there are signs of LGBT propaganda and that there will be more investigations and there will be arrests. And they arrested this Vas- v- rapper Vasilyev guy, right? And um, yeah, he was once again forced to do a public, very much <laughs> public uh, apology, right? It's, it's like all these stupid things where they force you to apologize and... I mean, everyone knows it's fake and forced, but it's just... It's just so stupid. Ksenia Sobchak, one of the most famous media figures who was also the party, issued a statement responding to these conservative activists, basically Girkin's bodies, who took issue with this... Uh, while with this party, while, quote-unquote, Russia is at war. In a Telegram post, she said that... Um, the world isn't fair and no morning can last forever. You might not you might not like to look at the, all this, but where and when adults decide to walk around with their bare arses around is their own personal business. Which is pretty cute. Except, you know, if everyone else would understand other people's personal business, would also just, uh, just actually work that way. It all ended up with the party organizer Nastya Vilyev initially posted that she loves getting hate for hosting risk events, but soon to let it, this post posted an apology video because of course she did. And she said the event on December 24th, on Christmas, she said the event was intended to serve as the launch of a photo project she created as a Playboy magazine's editor-in-chief a couple of years ago. 2 years ago and apparently this never came about due to Playboy's exit from Russia and she promised she would give all the profits from the event to charity. The BBC news Russia noted that Ivedev's onto our post on Instagram which he had posted shortly after Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine um yeah they had been taken down. Not uh not surprised there. And all this event, yeah. Basically, what happened is that after this event, a class action lawsuit against her was adopted, which was at that point signed by um, no less than nine people. Nine people, and the, the plaintiffs demanded that this or, the organizer lady gave eleven million dollars to defenders of the Fatherland Foundation and all that stuff. It's just, it's just insane. It's just insane how you know. Last week we spoke about um, their own Western, Western decadence articles being posted in academia, and now we have a party where Russia's celebrities go in, and a dress code is almost naked, and then someone gets angry and and nothing really changes here. This is just very, very stupid. On the bright side, however, well, if you can call it bright side, we finally have um, have news that Navalny is alive, after all. He um, shared his first message from, well, guess what, Arctic prison, after, you know, people feared his disappearance. Uh, I would say, you know, if CIA is listening to this, Arctic prison is pretty close, you can extra him. And um, apparently he has resurfaced in prison in Russia's far north after a 19-day period where no one knew where he was. Apparently, the dispatch shared his social media and finally said he was transferred to the remote village of Harp from his previous prison in Vladimir via a roundabout route that took him through Moscow, Chelyabinsk, Yekaterinburg, Kirov, and Vorkuta. <laughs> he um, called himself a Santa Claus and said that he's exhausted, but fine and in a good mood. Apparently, he's even grown a bit of a beard. Just... Just more... More and more sanity. However, as the new year is coming over, one other thing that we cannot really avoid is how Russia's laws are going to change. That's a thing, because... Again, we've been talking about how Navani is being arrested, how these parties are being organized, and um, all this stuff is, of course, got to go into the criminal law, and the administrative one as well, not to be taken lightly. But before we get to that, I'd like to say uh, thank you to everyone who's supporting me on Patreon and sending me emails. Sorry if I haven't been active that much, and we also have movies to watch on Discord, It's just that I've really been feeling sick, and it's the end of the year as well, so... Isn't this fun? And again, yeah, COVID is the painful thing. I puke a lot. I don't feel very well at all. But um, I'm trying my best, trying my best not to give up on anything and trying to give you as many episodes as I can. So if you want to support the show, then please go to theeasternborder.lv and click the donate button there. Or, you know, you can just go to the patreon.com slash theeasternborder and become a patron there. Also, uh I know that if you listen through this through ACOS, they give you some option to click there. That works too, I suppose, but uh all in all the best way is just mail us or or just click uh the Eastern Border Page thing. That would be that would be really nice if you if you do that. Would help a lot with the show. At any rate, we're trying trying as my best as we can. Nothing's really easy, you know, but nothing ever really is easy but we're trying our best and after this criminal law things when i'm going to have to talk about that yeah that's going to be a bit of a sad thing so yeah thank you thank you for um thank you for being being here with me and thank you for supporting the show and i wish i could do a bit more for you guys just right now right now i don't feel healthy enough for that but uh you know In due time. In due time. It's going to be fine. But now you have to get back to the Russian criminal law. Because obviously, nothing is ever as simple as just um, a few new rules here. There is going to be a felony liability for distributing false information about volunteer formations organized by people assisting the Russian military. This offense is punishable by no less than 15 years in prison. 10 to 15 years in prison. The upper limit is possible in aggravated cases. I mean, I don't know what an aggravated case would be in this case, but uh, it's definitely quite a heavy punishment, to be honest. Like 10 to 15 years. There will be apparently um, a call for stricter penalties for discrediting Russian armed forces. An expanded list of crimes for which men are sent to prison to serve part of their sentences and all this stuff. The list now includes participation in terrorist groups, creating sabotage groups, and undergoing undergoing training for sabotage activities. Always oh, just beautiful. And and the big problem is that we have some people already who have um, basically gone through this In in the weirdest, stupidest thing ever. Because... Apparently, apparently, in in some Khabarov's cry, you know, the the really far off lands of um, of Russia, two people have been two two ladies. One, both of them are pensioners. Both of them are female. Both of them have been sentenced uh, for aiding Ukraine because apparently, in their Telegram groups, they um, they had their some sort of. Go together enough money, to to do some some help, or or just help Ukraine, and and it's hard to talk about it because that one of them got seven years in prison, other other one got eight years in prison. For for helping out Ukraine. That was the the big thing. And and this this is. Not even treason case at this point. This is where they actually admitted their own guilt and everything, because uh, they wouldn't have. Well, then again, yeah, that would be a tr- case for well treason. It's just one of those, one of those cases where I don't, I don't even know where to begin with all this mess. But uh, yeah. Apparently, this is this is what you get. So, uh, to my listeners in Russia, if um if you hear some sort of a call for for basically uh, f- f- aiding aiding uh, Russia in some way, uh, or aiding Ukraine in some way or form, or something like that, just be very careful, okay? Be very very careful because there are some people who are just using this as the KGB and just um. Tricking people into doing doing all these um, all these nonsense things again. One of those one of those scariest things that uh, have happened there is just again in the early war. I remember how how uh, people were just again saying how these you know how these newly liberated uh, soldiers who had sat in prisons they were our heroes and everything and, and there was a guy who had uh, planned and murdered his friend's family then he had planned to murder his wife and then he went and served for six months as agner group now he came back and now now he has been arrested he's gonna get it easy because all the situation but if you kind of um kind of want to basically protest in any way or form, then that's going to be just ridiculous. Now, another thing is that if you remember Soviet Union's Article 58, which um, was just how everyone could get into prison all the time, well, state deputies voted unanimously to pass in third reading a bill for amending the Russian criminal code and this article on, this, on disruptive activities classified as sabotage. The, amount, the amended article 281 will have three new paragraphs: 281.1 aiding sabotage, 281.2 training for the purposes of sabotage, and 281.3 organizing or participating in, in the sabotage organization. All this stuff is just, um, <laughs> just so many years in prison. Recruiting and persuading a person to take part in act of sabotage will be eight to fifteen years. When involving abuse of power, the same crime may lead to a 10 to 20 years sentence. Similarly, aiding and abetting sabotage will lead to a 10 to 20 year old sentence. And if in groups and organizing and sponsoring 15 to 20 years with possibility in life in prison. At the same time, you know, they're lacking people, they're lacking they're lacking everything really that's going on in normal countries. They're lacking manpower in their own in their own factories but this is happening and going on and with all this new nonsense with all this new stuff um, I'd like to just warn you about ignoring that as much as possible whenever he just pops up even even Fagan now ignores him I mean he now starts calling Putin rational agent he blames the west for everything he's started to just basically worshipping Russia in a way and becoming a Soviet, some sort of a patriot. Aristovich has just changed his mood completely and weirdly enough he's also he's taking part in in sharing his things that he now is mumbling about uh, with, with Julia Latina and other opposition people. And I'm just amazed how how much can, um, can a person really change? Because this is just... Well, this is just something else, to be honest. This is this is truly really something else which I had never expected I would even see. Because he's changed 150%. For example, although uh, he claims that he's, you know... Since he started lying and doing all sorts of nonsense, he also started claiming that... Um, that apparently he's being um searched for in ukraine and that and the people over there are now aggressively looking for him or something which is obviously nonsense but just well he's under arrest but he he's now claimed that he's um He's being persecuted for his political activities, although he really wants to just just discuss everything and blame everything on the West. His idea is to get real chummy with Putin and then blame everything on the West and then do a peace deal. And he claims that he's being uh, invited in very, shall we say, high-standing um, parties, high-standing events, so to speak, with um, which are happening inside. Apparently, United States as well, where he's being invited as a very special, special guest or something. I'd personally b- blame Austria or something, because uh, you know, sounds like something that uh, <laughs> that Austrians would probably do. It is just that it is a bit strange how how all this nonsense is <laughs> mashing around. Recently, I read again yet another. Um, Yet another of of, um, his interviews and how he's just changed completely. I I don't even know why and how people still collaborate with him because he's now stating that Ukraine's lying all the time, although he's the one doing the lying, and he's now saying that NATO is total nonsense and that NATO just... uh, that the, the, the Ukraine should do things with Russia like just it's it's so much of idiocy okay it's so much of of utter stupidity that um just just want to let you know before you before you basically uh try to do something about you know Aristovich, before you listen to someone who's quoting him, yeah, just be careful I'm gonna have to make a whole episode on this matter. But for now, Astolfo is not to be trusted. He has his own political ambitions, and he's um, well—he's gone full insane, I'd say. But that's about it. But uh, well, I have to deal with my own headaches, and to be honest, with a bunch of bunch of COVID stuff as well, because this really doesn't feel that well, as you can probably imagine. Thank you for listening, and we're gonna have an episode before New Year's, and again. Like I told you, I have a lot of things that I want to do before before the new year. Which isn't as simple as as I'd like them to be. At any rate, and remember, as always, happiness is mandatory. Oh, and uh, in case of whatever, yeah, you know, the war is going to be a long thing. And I'm working on the marriage, but um, just don't lose hope, because right now it's all about this whole public image thing, and just don't buy into into things which are, well, sometimes they look uh, clearly faked. Just saying, that's the net